Welcome to the Irondale Public Safety Podcast. Just want to welcome everybody to the uh, first episode of the Irondale Public Safety Podcast. Uh, this podcast is going to kind of be brought to you guys by uh, the police, the fire, and the dispatch. We're going to use this platform to bring safety topics to you, talk about events that's going on, and uh, hopefully through our other social media platforms be able to answer questions that you may have. So uh, social media, and, and, and I would say it's been pretty great for us to be able to get things out so um this is just another way for us to connect with uh the community and be, and be able to do that so i'm our first i want to introduce mm-hmm. our, our first guest on first episode this will be uh chief uh ken atkinson from the uh, irondale police department and so uh, some ways that we're going to get we're going to have this uh video podcast that's going to be on our youtube channel which will be irondale public safety podcast we're going to we have a facebook page that's going to be at Public uh, Irondale Public Safety Podcast, and uh, any questions or comments or ideas that you may have for a show, you can uh, email us at Irondale Public Safety Podcast at Gmail. Um, we're also going to, besides video, try to put the audio from this up to uh, all the popular uh, podcast sites. So be looking for this uh, episode on there and our future episodes. Uh, so, again, just uh, Chief Kinaxton was here today, and I, and I thought probably for the best uh, thing for us to talk about first would be the, um, what's going on right now, and that's, that's uh, COVID-19. And, and I, I thought probably the best thing to do is talk about how it's affected us, our departments, the, the city, the citizens, and businesses. So, You know, well, I mean, obviously this whole COVID-19 has really affected the way we do our job. Um, we have really tried to limit our exposure, direct exposure to the public for not only for their safety, but for our safety as well. So, um, you know, we've really just, like I said, kind of transitioned to a different way of doing things. We've started really taking as many as we can reports over the phone without responding in person to calls, um, you know, and just limiting our, our exposure. But at the same time, still delivering the same level of service. So um, it's been a, you know, uh, certainly a change for the officers. Um, but I will say, really, since all this has happened, I guess with everyone staying at home more, um, we're, we don't seem to be answering as many calls for service. Obviously, there's not any many people out on the road. Uh, so it's kind of cut down on our call volume. Unfortunately, they're Seems to be a little uptick in domestic violence, I guess, just because more people are at home all together in the same house now. So get along, people. Uh, you know, I, I would agree with that. I, I, our call volume is down as well. We're we're not uh, running near the number of medical calls that we were running uh, before this started. And a lot of the things that we are running are serious things that people need to be uh, transported to the hospital for. And uh, today's today's age, there is a lot of... Uh, uh, abuse of the 911 system where people are going to the hospital when it's not a true emergency and and that 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 could be a whole nother podcast episode in itself but uh but yeah so we're we're kind of the same way we've uh of course there's more PPE that we're wearing everyone knows about that uh but we're just sending one person into the house to initially make patient contact and we try to get them to come outside if possible, and that's probably the biggest things for us is uh, is the PPE and and limiting how close we are to them until we determine uh, 
you know, if we need to bring more people in or we need to be closer to them. Yeah, and that's true. We, I mean, we are wearing, we've had a local business here donate a bunch of cloth masks uh, to the police officers. And I've noticed um, the majority of them are wearing those. Uh, and, of course, we have, as far as dispatch, I mean, we've really tasked our dispatch with asking questions they wouldn't normally ask when someone calls for the police. I mean, we will get a little more information to ask if anyone in this house has been tested positive for COVID-19 or been around anyone who has it so we can take a little extra precautions uh, before we arrive on that scene. Right. Uh, so let's, let's talk about, uh, since we're talking about PPE and protection of employees, let's talk about what we're doing pre and post shift for employees when they come in. Yeah, we have started, I guess we started a couple of weeks ago, um, right there. Well, one thing we used to do in the past was the officers would come inside the police station. We would sit at a large table and have a roll call where the sergeant would, you know, pretty much give out the work assignments, make sure everybody was there on time. Well, we've kind of transitioned away from that now instead of putting everybody at one table. And we pretty much just meet out in the parking lot and keep our distance from one another. And the sergeant can pass along the information he needs to pass along. But then right after that, they'll go in the station individually, and we have a little setup there with a pad for each day of the week. And the officers will uh, actually take their temperature and make sure that, um, you know, obviously no one has a visible temperature. But at the same time, I mean, if they're, we've encouraged them, if you don't feel good and you feel sick, then, you know, you need to notify your supervisor and we'll make that determination. But more likely to have you send, uh, sent to a, your, your health provider to get you cleared before you come back to work. We have ended up, um, I think we've sent a couple officers, actually one, one officer voluntarily went and had himself tested. And then we had another one that we asked to go and he went and luckily both of those have come back negative. That's good. And, and, and I guess from our end too, it's a, you know, talking about if you, if you don't feel well, don't come to work because there's a lot of times, you know, over the years people, you know, you, you kind of don't feel well and you just, you come on to work, but with this going on, it's like, you know, you don't know, so we, right. we can't allow people to come to work. So that's kind of uh, that's kind of the other piece of it. We're doing the temperatures um, as well, and and getting those pre and post shift. Uh, and it's 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 kind of multifold, I guess you would say, because we're doing it to protect, make sure our employees aren't at work sick, and we're not in contaminating other people at work or exposing them. But it's also these these are people that are making close contact with the citizens and we don't want to spread it to them either. So, right. uh, yeah, that's, that's probably the big thing in, in deconning. Uh, right. Yeah. And we, we, we're trying to once a week or so, we have a large, like a pump garden spray uh, dispenser that we have, a uh, some, uh, hospital grade sanitizer we got from a supplier and we will, uh, uh, the roll call table because there are people still going in there to uh, do reports and stuff we will hit that hit that with that and clean it off uh, certainly when they change cars uh, try to you know use the, the hand wipes and and wash the car down with whatever sanitizer we can you know we just encourage them every time you come to the police station wash your hands you know wash your hands and if you're the one in there pick up some wipes and wipe off the door handles and try to really try to be more proactive and you keeping yourself, you know, sanitized as best as possible, as well as all the touch surfaces around the police station. Right. And, and I guess while we're getting into the touch surfaces, I guess that's probably one of the biggest things as a city that we've done is shut down the access to the public buildings. Like we're, you know, we're in the library right now and, uh, 
I didn't think a library could get any quieter until right. I walked in today. It was quiet <laughs> and dark, but, uh, so yeah, you know, I, I know as far as police and fire, we kind of, we kind of shut the public access off early. Like we started taking blood pressures outside of the station, uh, just to limit who's coming in and, and try to limit that to just our people. We're even, we're even not letting the other stations get together for training like normal. Just to, if we do get an exposure, we're not exposing the whole shift. It's just one crew. So, Right. And we, we, you know, we normally we would have up at our training center, we would, you know, we've had some in-house courses we would teach. And then sort of we've had officers that were scheduled to go to different schools in state and out of state. And of course, we've, you know, most of them have been canceled. And the ones that weren't, we canceled ourselves because we just don't want to unnecessarily expose any of the officers, you know, to something and and certainly bring that back and either get the rest of the officers infected or their family. Right. And and speaking about training, uh, how is the police training as far as like, you know, we do a lot of Alabama Fire College courses. They've done a really good job of making a lot of them uh, online access now. Some of the ones that you don't have uh, as much, I guess, physical work that you have right. to do as part of the class. So, so we've seen that. What have you guys seen as far as your training? Yeah, we just recently, actually, uh, about a week and a half ago, we took an online subscription to a, a site called In the Line of Duty, and it has training videos that actually has the video, then it has a test you can take, it has lesson plans for, you know, someone to administer the test, and the, um, the state of Alabama recognizes out of our 12 hours required for APOS training per year, they'll recognize six hours of that as video training. So we can basically get at least half of our training hours for the state by watching these videos. And, and they're, they're really good videos. It's really a, a quite an array of videos to watch. We've actually been running our new officers through them pretty much daily. Uh, so that's been a, a huge resource for us, for officers, not only to get training, but to get training while they're on duty. Nice. That's, that's, that's good. And it's, it's good to be able to, because things are still going on. I mean, we can't just stop training. We, we, we still have to have those hours. So it, it's good that the places that offer training are, are making things available for us to be able to do. Um, so that's good. Uh, you know, we were talking about closures, the city halls closed, um, to just the, the workers that are in there and trying to do a lot of things uh, online or over the phone. Um, the public works, is, they're still running, they're still running hard, but you know, the facility's closed off. Uh, and so I, I think there's gonna be probably uh, a lot of good things come out of this that we're gonna find, like we were talking about the training, more things offered that way. Um, I, I think some of this has caused us to get a little more creative with how we offer services and things that we do. And I, I think there probably be some pretty good lessons learned come, coming out of this. Yeah, I mean, and, you know, and one thing we've, you mentioned earlier, the, the whole social media and the Facebook. I mean, one thing we've really started doing, and I hope we'll continue after this, is we've really started going to our social media, our Facebook, to get, a lot of things out that, you know, we weren't probably getting out before that we could have easily done, but we just didn't really put that much thought into it. And, you know, I, I've noticed that it's really brought out a different side to the police officers. I mean, just yesterday we had an officer went and had a welfare check on on a, a female, elderly female resident in the city of Irondale. 
And I think under normal circumstances, they would just go check on her, make sure she's okay, and, you know, and get back in service. Well, this particular officer, knowing that, you know, she was obviously one of the more vulnerable people to uh, be infected by this virus, went and bought her lunch and took her back lunch over to her house. And we had another couple that had their car stolen and the kids' Easter baskets were in the car. Couple officers went to the Walmart, bought all the kids new Easter baskets. I mean, just because, and again, because of this virus, the 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 father had lost his job, gotten laid off. So I think it's brought out a much more human side, I guess you could say, to the police officers that they're doing things. You know, I don't know that they might not have been so inclined to do before. So um, I think that's really been a. a a good thing, and and we started reading actually the police department reading books, uh, kids books online on Facebook uh, once a day since the kids are out of school and they're sitting home and you know looking for something to do. So that part's really been good, and I hope that's something we continue to do when the, when we're back to whatever the new normal will be. Absolutely, I mean I I think that's a great idea. I've seen uh, also some of the other fire departments. Uh, you know, a big thing for us is the kids come see the fire trucks; they want to look at them. Uh, so they've actually been doing fire truck tours on their Facebook. I, like I said, I think there's a lot of great things. And, and that's kind of uh, where the thought for this podcast came from is we're not getting uh, the mass interaction that we normally get going to schools and, and different events and things like that. Because, I mean, before this happened, we had the, the uh, safety day planned at Beacon Park, right. which uh, was going to be the first time, and we were excited about that. So uh, we've kind of lost that mass interaction, but um, I, th- I think this is this is kind of a, another way that's going to to tie us in with the community. I know when we were looking at the numbers, we're getting a lot of younger people in the community, and these social media podcasts—that's the way that that people are getting news, they're getting information nowadays. So I think it's important that we we change kind of how we deliver things to make sure that people are getting it and getting that interaction. So, yeah, I think that's good. And and I hope that this this podcast is successful and we can continue to, to deliver public safety messages through it. Talking about the officers getting out there and doing more and uh, and, and the things that you talked about with, with helping with the Easter baskets, I, th- I think our people normally want to do that. Uh, I think with – two things that are coming together that have allowed a lot more of this is the lower call volume. Right. It, oh, absolutely. It, it's, it's hard to, to leave a call and then go do some of the other things like that, like going to get the food or going to get that, those uh, Easter basket items when you're going from call to call someday. So I think probably the lowered call volume has actually helped them to, to do things they probably always wanted to do and just right. couldn't get the time in. So uh, I think it's great. And I, I think it's, you know, it's 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 there's a lot of bad going on right now with people losing jobs and and the the money situation. But it's, it's times like these is when you really enjoy a, a small town like Irondale. Uh, there's a lot of people that supported local businesses and a lot of creative ideas with local businesses. And there's been a lot of good as well. I, th- I think we miss that. We see everything that's that's going on that's negative. But there's a lot of good. There's a lot of people helping people in this community, and I, I think that's uh, that's really good. Yeah, there is, and there's really been, and, you know, I was talking to one of my officers the other day, well, actually one of the very new officers that's recently come off the training car, and I, I asked her, I said, um, well, has this job been as fun as you thought it was going to be? And she said, well, it was until we weren't doing anything. So, <laughs> I mean, you know, the for, for the officers like that, the newer officers, I mean, it's good to, you know, and I t- I've been telling them, I was like, you know, during all this time, I think our main responsibility is to provide stability. 
I mean, people look to the police to, to for someone to tell them things are going to be okay. I mean, we need to be providing stability and giving people hope that, hey, you know, we're going to get through this. You know, we're our job's not changed as far as first responders. I mean, we're going to do our job. I mean, we've changed the way we do it, but in the end of, at the end of the day, we're going to still do our job, you know, how we were doing it before. Just we're taking a different approach to it. So, um, and, you know, it's been on the Facebook, you can see really how this community has come together to support these local businesses that, uh, you know, are, are struggling because they can't open those doors like they would in normal times. Uh, so, you know, that's been very encouraging to see the community come together to try to want to take care of their own. No, absolutely. I agree with that. Uh, I, I've enjoyed some of the creative things that, uh, that the you know, just like we were talking about different departments are doing with social media, but some of the things that the local businesses are doing, I know like Marty's GM, they, they have gotten a grocery list together so you can yeah. pick up groceries while you're picking up food. That's smart. Uh, uh, Reyes pizza has been doing really well and Gus's hot dogs, those, uh, local businesses, um, that are staples, uh, they've, they've been doing really well and getting a lot of support. And I think a lot of people, um, supporting them through that. So, uh, I, I think there's probably some some changes in business models that that may last through this too. That's uh, that uh, will help a lot. I I've enjoyed just being able to order and just uh, drive up to like Marty's or Gus's or Reyes and just pick it up yeah. too. That's uh, a <laughs> yeah, that that's, has been nice. It has been really nice. So um, yeah. So let's let's kind of uh, kind of we'll kind of back up when you were talking uh, earlier on the. Uh, you know, the stability part, I think that's, that's, uh, that's very important. And, uh, it, it is important for the community because a lot of times, um, you know, when, when bad things happen, we're, we're the people that they're looking at and, um, they need to see us being calm. They need to know right. that we have a handle on things. And, uh, I think that's, that's probably, uh, a very, when we had the first meeting, when all this was going on, I think that was the biggest part is, is being prepared so that the community knows that, that we're prepared and that um, they can feel comforted. Right. And you, a, a lot of through this getting to do is, is going, like you said, going and, and talking to people. Sometimes that's, that's one of the biggest things that we can do in the police or the fire, just public safety together is talk to people. Sometimes people just need somebody to talk to and to comfort them. Some people are living alone and, and this, this lowered call volume and, and, and just the helping nature of everyone is really allowed for, for that to kind of blossom. And, and it's good because that's, that's making connections that are going to last for uh, a lot longer than COVID-19 is going to last. Right. Yeah, we have been, I mean, we, we, you know, we, the officers now are getting, you know, obviously a lot more time to just really, patrol their beat and just ride through and you know we we we're typically we wouldn't you know during the the business day the daytime hours um you know most everything was open so we didn't go around doing business checks you know like checking to make sure the business was locked and everything where now you know that was typically something reserved for night shift to do you know we've advised day shift hey now you know you have that same role you know go up to these you know places that aren't closed and you and I, as a result, we found several doors unlocked or something, and then we call contact the owner and you know end up having a conversation about with the owner about not only the unlocked door but just about having a business in Irondale and so it's it just 
it's really created a, a platform for us to get out there and really get to know the business owners where we wouldn't really before. Absolutely. No, that's good. Yeah, because, you know, it may, like you said, maybe the night shift that's getting that interaction, but, but rarely the day shift unless right. they would have a, a reason to be in that business. But uh, that's, that's a great point. Um, and, and I guess kind of talking about businesses and business being closed and business being open, you know, I think that's something we're going to have to look into as they start following this uh, Open America Up Again plan. Uh, because there still is going to be a lot of things that are going to kind of be restricted. And, you know, um, that's, that's, those are things that we have to watch to make sure that, you know, we're not getting large crowds again. And uh, I know that's got to be a hard thing for uh, your officers to have to deal with to go to break right. up people that they are just, you know, hanging out. But it's important this, that social distancing is important. Right. And, and, and when I talk to them, I'm like, you know, just make sure you take the right approach. I mean, we're not there to show up and put somebody in jail for, you know, not following the social distancing. But at the same time, you know, obviously we need to make sure that people are following it. So, I mean, really our job is to remind people, hey, you know, here's what what the the, the law is now as far as, you know, and, you know, here's why it's important. I mean, the quicker we all come together and do the right thing, the sooner we're going to get back to whatever this new normal is. But we just, you know, we got to, like you mentioned, I mean, we're going to have to kind of ease into this thing and we can't just think, you know, flip a switch tomorrow and go back the way things were. Right. And because I, I, I think that's going to be the, the key because I, that's kind of what I'm afraid of with the opening back up is, is there's so many people that have been at home that are ready mm-hmm. to get out. And then when they're like, things start opening up, people are going to start getting out and then we're going to be dealing with this again. So. I really hope that people take the seriousness of the way we're they're they're wanting to open and do the stages and make sure that our numbers uh are staying where they need to stay so that they don't spike back up and and we get this um because I have a feeling if it if it comes a second round because of of opening things back up I think they're probably going to get more restrictive. Yeah, I would agree with that. And uh, you know, we've we've I mean, we've obviously taken it serious. We've actually had a couple local businesses that weren't supposed to be open we've we've you know either seen them open or gotten complaints and then responded to those and and have issued a couple citations and reminded people that hey you know until the either the local or the state health department says you can be open these doors and you you know you you can't do it and and, i mean we feel for people i know these you know people got bills to pay they want they they have a business but um you know, like I said, we just got to stick through it for a little bit longer, hopefully, and then we can start easing our way back into getting things back to somewhat normal. Right, and 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 I'm I'm ready for that just as as much as everyone else is. It's uh, you know, you sit there and you you start thinking uh, about lunch, and you say, oh, I'm gonna go down to so and so and grab lunch, and then I was like, oh no, I can't do that. Yeah, that's the biggest thing. <laughs> I mean, I was talking to some officers yesterday, and <clears throat> I mean, it's just. It makes you think about all the takes you, things you take for granted, like going to get a haircut, going to somewhere to grab some lunch. I mean, you know, or, or going to the grocery store and not having to worry about staying six feet away from somebody else or, or being able to get stuff that, you know, just is rarely on the shelves anymore. Uh, yeah, it, it has really made me stop and, and appreciate things that I didn't before. Absolutely. Uh, the haircut thing, especially. My, my wife has learned how to cut hair now, so... Uh... I told him I had about another week before barbers were essential again. So 
my wife has started cutting my hair, so uh, that, that's something good. That's some money saver that's going to come that's out right. of this. So, uh, well, well, good deal. Uh, and and I, I think that's the, the biggest message is, is we just want people to know kind of uh, how we're dealing with this, what's been going on with us. Um, and, and to really, the, I guess the key message to take away is for when things start opening back up to be, uh, just use common sense about it. We don't want right. to start big gatherings again. We don't want to rush. We, we, people, people still need to get things from the store. There's still, there's still life that goes on, but we just need to, to, you know, if you go to the store, don't take your whole family, uh, take as minimal amount of people as you can. And uh, and just wash your hands, and, and and I think that's the biggest thing. Is and, and, and two, if if everybody gets what they need, there will be enough for everybody to get. But when you know when people panic and they think, well, normally I buy, you know, six rolls of of paper towels, but now I'm going to buy twenty six. Yeah. You know, then I mean, and you you may never use twenty six rolls of paper towels or, or whatever the case is. But I mean, if everybody really just uses some common sense and gets what they need, then I mean, we're going to be fine. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, Chief, I appreciate you you doing this with me today. I hope well, I enjoyed it. I hope there's others, uh, and and I uh, I really want to uh, to be able to to use this platform to to bring uh, ideas and talk about things that are already going on. I think there's things that you guys are doing in your department that we're doing in our department that uh we could do a better job of getting out there and letting people know about and hopefully we're able to use this and to answer questions from people so uh we we thank you all for listening uh if if you know someone that lives in irondale that would be interested in this make sure to to tell them to come to our our uh, youtube channel uh it's irondale public safety podcast we're gonna uh, be on facebook at irondale public safety podcast as well uh and that email to uh, if there's questions or things that you would like to see us do a future show on, uh, that's going to be Irondale Public Safety Podcast at gmail.com. I'll post all of these uh, links in the video. Uh, so if you're watching this, you should be able to just uh, find those links there. Uh, we appreciate the support that we get from the community. That's one of the biggest uh, things from smaller towns uh, like this that uh, I know I love and I know. Uh, Chief Atkinson and I both talked about it. That's great. We get the support from you guys, and we appreciate Absolutely. it. Absolutely. We don't take that support for granted. Uh, we want to be here as, as much as we can and as best we can. So I think the next episode we're going to do, we're going to actually bust into some fire safety and get da uh, David Brasher uh, and probably try to do some alternating. So we'll probably see some fire safety uh, topics on our next podcast and then probably get over uh, to you guys. I, I think it'd be a good idea to maybe talk about the, the camera program that you do in the neighborhoods as oh, far yeah. as people have yeah. home cameras, uh, th those types of things, and then probably get uh, some, some things from dispatch as well uh, we, we have I think there's a lot of good information on that so uh, thanks for listening we appreciate it and uh, this is the Irondale Public Safety Podcast